Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up? This is Jim K, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Sliding in like one car, riding with like two pieces. All them niggas on one block, every time we slide through, we hit. Right, so we got GMK jumping off the porch with us today. Hell yeah. How you feeling, man? Should I feel good? I've been out here in Atlanta a couple of days. I've just been ripping and running. Okay, yeah. Uh, I appreciate you swinging by today, too. Nah, man. so I appreciate you. Yeah, man. So what, what else have you been working on here in Atlanta, man? You been recording, networking, uh, doing some promo? Or? Man, I've been doing everything in Atlanta. Past couple of days, I've been in my studio sessions. I record, and I had a studio session last night with uh, Buddha Bless the Beat. Okay. So we got some fights shit on the way. Um, I'm actually just wrapping up, doing a whole bunch of interviews and shit like that. Really just, you feel me, you know, business. Yeah. Uh, that's the place to be, man, especially when you're putting that work in. Definitely. So. Yeah. And go ahead and introduce who's sitting behind you today, too, man. Uh, shit. Probably Cap Swerve, you feel me? Uh, Land shit, we hanging. My nigga Cap, all from the city, you know, all up from Jacksonville, Florida. Shit. Same thing, gang thing. I got you, man. So what's new in Jacksonville, man? What's been going on out there besides ain't, the bullshit? That ain't we ain't nothing new in Jacksonville. Jacksonville been the same since 2012. Only thing that changed about Jacksonville, though, I feel like what's, what's, what's new in the city, we really swinging with the music. Like, regardless of having anything going right now, it's us. We got the summer, we got the winter. So you feel me? All season is Jacksonville. Really, the whole Florida, I fuck with the whole Florida. Like, I just love my state. But when it comes to my city, we ain't fucking off. So I like that. Yeah. What do you feel like was the turning point for the city, music-wise, to finally get that spotlight shined on you guys? Because, mm. you know, I grew up in Tampa, man, so I'm like, I know there's been a lot of talent out there, but you guys were slept on for so long. What do you yeah. think finally woke people up on that? I mean, bro, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, way that this, the, the way that the industry worked, even how it worked with like an individual rapper, like everything about your career is really like a snowball effect, you feel me? It start off small and it just keep rolling and it build and build. So I, I, don't, I feel like us nowadays, we getting all these views and we going viral and shit. We had a big impact, but we catching the end of the snowball too, you feel me? But like we still gotta look at them people who put in the groundwork, who had people looking up top before YouTube and shit like that, had yeah, people hitting and hitting and then shit. We just took over and now this bitch in autopilot, bro. We get everybody opportunity from the city. So if you want to rap, rap. Yeah, no, I feel that, man. So outside of the music, man, why do you think we hear about so much violence in Jacksonville, man? It's like every month, man, we hearing about crazy shit going on. I mean, right shit, you probably hear, you hear about violence in Jacksonville because shit, we, we, we got a lot of issues as a, uh, as a community of people, but shit, within the city, it's like it's it's day to day, A to B. Like we don't it, it ain't it don't it don't come off as unusual or nothing like that. But I feel like why y'all hear about it so much now is probably because of the YouTubes and the drill scene. And I I just said this in another interview. I feel like people be people is exploiting what's going on in the city. Like they exploiting it for their own monetary gains. Yeah rather than people reaching out and trying to make shit right. Everybody who say they care so much, you care enough to make a post? What that did? You, may, you care enough to make a post, not no free post need, you care enough to make a post, you gonna get paid off. But these people don't really care about that shit. They just, 
they're going to put on like they care, they're going to monetize that shit. But at the end of the day, I ain't knocking it. I'm just saying, don't knock us for what we got going on. If you was just going to take what we got going on and eat off it, you feel me? Shit, don't knock our shit then, but mm -hmm. this is how. What do you feel like it's going to take for the city to change to kind of, you know, lower the violence out there then? Or is there shit. no for it? Oh, you got a torch? Shit. Uh, what's it going to take for the city to lower the violence? I mean, I guess niggas got to not want to be violent. I can't make a nigga do that. They going to, you feel me? They going to do what they do. They was doing it before I was born. They going to do it when I die. So you feel it's just more like being a product of your environment then, huh? I wouldn't say that I feel like, I feel like it's really coming to a better end. This shit that y'all seeing right now that y'all thinking is so crazy, this ain't even the craziest the city been. I feel like it's coming to a better end now because we getting more opportunities. We moving to different states and we seeing more shit. We ain't doing the same shit. We not standing on the blocks and shit no more. We not doing that no more. Like we all out of time and shit. So yeah, niggas be rapping and shit, but man, that shit ain't, you feel me? The city really, it's, 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 it's hot right now, but it's young niggas who hot, bro. Like, all this shit, this shit being shit that was going on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely it seemed like the music's opening doors for other people, you know, to make a better way out of it than going to the streets. Exactly. Right? So they not even, like, tripping too much. They not even tripping too much. And then the people who, you feel me, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of niggas in jail, a lot of people died, and then shit, a lot of people got shit going now. So, you feel me? Mm-hmm. I feel like the beef being carried on verbally the most. Yeah. Now, taking it back to your childhood, I understand you moved around a lot, right? You, you was in different states, even in the West Indies and all that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, misconception. Because I call, uh, I, I like to say my hometowns, but when I say hometowns, I got family. My family from Alabama and my family from the West Indies. I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, though. So... Why I say I'm, I'm from Jacksonville, I still like recognize them other places as like my hometowns because I spent yeah. a lot of time there, grew up there, and I learned a lot of that made me me there. You feel me? I got a lot of people that I care about. So that's why you see me refer to these places like my hometowns, even though I lived in all these places, went to school in all these places, but Jacksonville is still home, you feel me? At yeah. the end of the day. So how was it moving around like that at a young age? Was that easy for you? Or was it like, damn, as soon as I get comfortable, we on to the next place? I don't know. I mean, it felt like that. But a lot of my, a lot of my childhood, it seemed confusing, but a lot of my childhood was, it wasn't just moving from place to place. I was moving, I was bouncing around between these places. So it's not like, or I get comfortable in Alabama and then I leave and I'm gone and all my friends, I ain't never gonna see them again. Or I'm in the West Indies, I ain't never, I'm, I'm coming back every six months. You feel me? I'm bouncing around and shit. I'm going over here, Alabama, I might be here for a year. Now I'm in Jacksonville, I might be here three years. Now I'm in the West Indies for a year. Now I'm, but either way, I'm visiting these places. I'm in the West Indies every summer. I'm in Alabama every Thanksgiving. Every, you feel me? Shit like that. So I ain't never had no uh, big issues feeling like, Shit was just, uh, I was up and packing nothing up, you feel me? It just was kind of like, it was, it, was, it was the experiences that helped me mold myself. Yeah, understood, man. So when would you say you jumped off the porch then? How old were you? I'd say, <laughs> I 
don't know if you ever had that turd. The nigga jumped off the porch and landed straight in the jail cell. And that was me, oh God. I probably jumped off the porch. I like to jump off the porch when I turned 14, like around the time I turned 14. And by September 2014, I was in jail. That quick, huh? Yeah, probably that quick. Probably in the next, probably, probably jumped off the porch. I probably was in jail the next nine months. God damn. <laughs> so did you have much guidance out there at the time? Like people to like, you know, try and show you the ropes or were you just out there fresh just trying to figure it out as you went? I mean, my daddy always lived in uh, the West Indies. And then shit, I ain't had too much family. Like, 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 like I say, my family is from Alabama or the West Indies. I ain't had too much, too much family in Florida. I had some family in Florida, but for the most part, I was just kind of rocking by myself or who was in my household. Everybody had their own stuff going on. You know, my mama, my mama working, my mama working and my mama trying to go to school still. You feel me, trying to go to college. So mama working, trying to go to college. All the sister got what she got going on. You know, we all in school, so we doing our own thing. So it came to a point like, the niggas I grew up around, the niggas you see me around, like, like Dot and Bike Street and all them that I grew up with when I was a jit, like them became like my brothers. That why I look at them like, okay, that's my brothers, like for real, for real, cause we chilling throughout the whole, we we spending all day together and shit like that at a young age, and we coming up and I see where everybody coming to now. So if if I had to say like where my guidance was coming from, I don't really think none of us had much guidance. We really just feeding off each other. You feel me? We going with the majority vote type shit. Yeah. So, and all you guys were like the same age then too. Uh. Yeah, but nah, Bike Street and Dot, they one year younger than me. Okay, so you were kind of the oldest one then. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of, yeah. I mean, I had Leo, Leo one year older than me, that's my other brother. So, that, 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 that was really us. Then I was with Dizzle, grew up with him, we the same age. I just got a lot of niggas I fuck with. Yeah, understood. So what was like? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One of the biggest lessons you had to learn while being out in the streets then. The biggest lesson that I had to learn. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn was that, like, I had to learn, I had to get accustomed to, to living with, with the mindset that at any, at any moment, this shit will go left. You feel me? Like, at any moment, this shit will go left. We'll be chilling in the car and da-da-da, and you don't never know somebody be done hit us up or something. Uh, we be done sing, uh, you know what I'm saying? Anything go anyway. Uh, I don't know, bro. Just when it, whenever you mix all that type of shit, bro. We young. You got young niggas. You got drugs. You got guns. You got beef, bro. That shit is a recipe for for disaster. So I had to come with the mindset like, did, at any time this shit will go left. And then when it go left, it go further left. Cause now people telling and all type of shit. I, I learned a lot from the streets. Yeah. 
So how does it feel to be able to overcome all that and, you know, be it able feel, to make it successful with this it rap feel, It feel amazing, but at the same time, people say it feel amazing, but they ain't gonna tell you. It feel amazing, but at the same time, it feels scary. Because you don't ever know, like, you, you, always living with the, you always living with the mindset like you done been at the bottom of the bottom. Like, even further than the streets, you done been in jail, further than jail, you done been in prison. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, like, you done been to the bottom of the bottom, like, and you ain't got nothing. So, when you at the top, even though you at the top and, and you chilling, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm near the top. I don't feel like I'm having, like, I don't feel like I'm having what I want. I feel like every day I got to go further up, because, shit, I might fuck around and, and lose this shit. Yeah. Or I might, you feel me? I might, you can't go back to that bottom. Nah, so real. that's a feel, but at the same time, you you know what I'm saying? I'm enjoying my accomplishments. I get, I got what I, I got what I want. Yeah, and if anything, you use that fear for motivation, like you said, not to keep yeah. stop, to just keep yeah. going, not kind of get satisfied. Yeah, it'll, with, it'll, with it'll, where it'll, you at, man. Yeah, it'll definitely motivate you. Yeah, for real. So when did you start rapping? How old were you? I started rapping. I started rapping. I was 18. I had just. Uh, came home, I was locked up. I got locked up when I was 17. I got out, I was like 18, like finna turn 19 type shit. I did like a year. But shit, uh, I started rapping while I was locked up. So I turned 18 locked up. I got started rapping cause I seen some other niggas around me. Like I was, I was around niggas from everywhere in Florida. So I seen some other niggas around me and they was rapping and I ain't really had much to do. So I was like, shit, if they could do what I could do, I could do anything somebody else could do, you feel me? So I, I tried and everybody just, Ate it up, so. That shit came kept, easy to yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I kept doing it. I always been good with, with my words. That's one thing about it, like I'm real good with my words, so I just put that shit to use and it came, it bubbled. Yeah, it came easy to you then? Yeah, it came easy. Yeah, so 18, man, that's pretty late, you know, for a lot of these rappers for that sure, I talk bro. to. Like, man. bro, I never rapped before that. I never rapped <laughs> You never even thought that. about it? No. Like somebody like like we'll be high in there, cut on the beat, like bro, freestyle, and I'm like, no, that shit is green. Rapping is green. Rapping is lame. Rappers are lame and all that. Like you feel me? I, I, I felt like that. But shit, once I grew a passion for that shit, and I seen like the way I was expressing shit, I just, yeah. I had to rock with it. So when you came home and told people you was rapping, like your friends and family, would they? They weren't trying to hear that shit. <laughs> they weren't trying to hear that shit, bro. But I figured that like. I figured it was going to be like that, you feel me? They weren't trying to hear that shit. Yeah. I still, I still, I still receive like some type of a little, a little support though, you feel me? I ain't going to say like nobody ain't supporting nigga at all. Like my first video went dumb. Like my first video I ever dropped hit 800K. Oh shit. And I mean, but, and that was before my YouTube got deleted. Hmm. So I don't know what it would have been at, you feel me? But yeah. yeah, 800K, I had all my dogs, can't die. And, like it was in my shit and all that. So it wasn't like necessarily nobody wasn't supporting me, but I could tell that nobody ain't believing me. You feel me? Support and believe, that's different though. Mm -hmm. I could support your shit, I could post you because I fuck with you. But for me to like put that positive energy in the air about what you got going on, I gotta believe in that shit. That's different. That, that's not the same thing. You could blindly support somebody, but you gotta really believe in somebody for us together to push towards this goal, we gotta like manifest that shit. Yeah. So even if you support and if you don't really believe, that shit pointless. So when did you start to see people believing in you then, the people that was around you? When that video hit 800K. For real? When that video hit 800K, nah, everybody like, 
Oh, bro, you need to drop this, you need to drop that. Oh, like, when we shooting, when we finna do this? Oh, I can't wait till we going on tour. Like, you <laughs> feel me? But at the same time, I ain't, I ain't fault people for that because I recognize, like, it, 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 that shit really be hard for somebody else to understand because they don't feel like they could do it. So they damn sure ain't gonna feel like you could do it. You feel me? So you gotta just show people some time and then be the leader. You, you want people to follow you. Yeah, no, that's very true. So how'd you lock in with Young and Ace? Um, my brother, Bike Street, he was already like hanging with Ace. Queso, Queso is Bike Street cousin. So he was already like hanging with Ace and while I was locked up, man, he went to a couple shows with them boys and shit, and he was basically telling me, like, this shit lit and all that. <laughs> By then, I still hadn't really, like, formally met him, but I had, like, heard about him, and I was tapped in. Um, about a year later, about a year later, a little bit less probably, uh, Mark and Shad became my managers. And at the same time, Mark was already managing Ace, so we just kind of cleared up and from, from the moment that we talked to each other, talked to each other like, and we both Aquariuses, you feel me? So we, th so we think the same out of all our homeboys and shit. So from when we got together, we just, it was like, you feel me, like tit for tat. So when you got somebody who match your, your, your energy and y'all got the same goals, same drive, y'all, it's going to be successful. Yeah, so you guys clicked right away then, huh? Okay. Uh -huh. That ain't, but ain't even like but yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be successful every time, yeah. guaranteed. So what's the chemistry like when you guys are in the studio recording that? Uh, <laughs> we goofy, we goofy, we turn. It's like, but we just be, but we really be feeling that shit. Like we don't just be saying this shit. We don't just be saying this shit. We don't just be talking and, and, and selling words on beats. like. We be in the studio, we be feeling this shit. So we be feeding off each other energy. Might be some shit going on, and we like, all right, we got something for that. We gonna see. We we we, we know what we gonna see. Yeah. Do you be writing your raps, or you go off the top? I be. I usually be writing my shit. That's how I started off, and that's like what I was accustomed to. But getting around other artists. That's what made me start like punching in. Like I got to seeing other people uh, creative process and shit. Like I seen Ace shit, how, how Ace punch in, how he just, he'll, he'll find his flow. And then I, the way I record Nato, I really got that shit. I learned that from Future. So the way he punches his shit in and they run it back. Like, so now I'm, 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 I'm more like freestyling type shit when I'm rapping. I'm more like punching shit in and all that, but I could do a little bit of both. If I'm bored at the house, I might write something, you feel me, however I'm feeling. I got you. What mood do you feel like brings out the best out of you in your music, Dan? It's like when you're in a good mood, when you're pissed off, when you, you know. I don't know because, because it's, it's songs for, for occasions, you feel me? So I might get mad and I might make a, a crazy turn song, but I might get not necessarily sad. I might just be high and, 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 and feeling this shit and I might want to tell y'all my story. So where was your buzz at when you had to go sit down in 2020? Where was my buzz at? Yeah. I, was, I wasn't big as I am is now, but I, within my state and within my city, I would say like maybe from like Central Florida on up, 
a lot of people knew me because I used to be all around there and hanging with other people and shit. So a lot of people already had knew me and they were supporting me and shit. But me going through what I went through, like that shit powered up, you feel me? And then I came home and I already had a plan. I had, I already knew what I was going to do. And I, I executed that shit and look where I'm at. Nah, for real. Where was your mental at when you were locked up? Did you feel like, damn, I kind of fucked up this opportunity? Or did you take this time to be like, I'm really going to lock in when I come home? I got the feeling like... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Bro, I was on a whole different level of energy locked up. Like... I don't even think like that. So my mindset locked up before I say something like that, my mindset locked up was more so, if I fuck this up right now because of this, then it wasn't for me. So when I get out, I'ma do something else. If it don't work, you feel me? Yeah. That was my mindset. I wasn't never like, damn, well, I, I messed this up, I played, because I don't regret nothing. Understood. Were you writing and rapping while you were locked up too? Or? I wrote some shit, yeah, yeah. I wrote, I wrote a whole lot of songs. I ain't had, I was writing them no beat. Yeah. Matter of fact, my first song I dropped certified Trench Baby when I came home, I wrote that in a cell without no beat. So I came home and I found a beat and I put it on there. That's it. Was it easy to find a beat that matched it? Uh, shit. It was pretty easy. I found it the first night. The so. <laughs> first night, you really? <laughs> So you wasn't rusty at all that first studio session when you came home? I was, I, I was a little rusty, but... It's natural, bro, like it's in you, you feel me? It, you can't, it, it's, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> you don't forget, you feel me? Like you, don't, you, ain't gonna, you ain't gonna wake up tomorrow and forget how to rap Gucci man, cause you ain't rap him in a year, you feel me? You gonna learn a song, you gonna rap that bit. Cause shit, you know how to, you got rhythm, you got, you feel me, same thing. Yeah. So where do you think your focus is right now? You say you fully focused on this music shit? Yeah, I'm focused on this, on this. Really right now, I'm focused on me staying above the water. Yeah, understood. What's your thoughts on the rap game, music industry, and everything that be going on? The industry, the industry, tricky, bro. With everything that be going on, as in like amongst rappers and stuff, or just even like social media. You see all the shit that's going on with uh, here in Atlanta. Yeah, shit crazy, bro. Like, shit crazy, bro. It teaches a lot of shit come with this shit. Yeah. A lot of shit come with the spotlight. A lot of shit come with being known. A lot of shit come with this shit. You feel me? So mm, that that's what I'm taking from the industry right now. Rather it be niggas beefing and you in between it just cause you known, or rather it be from the police looking at you cause you known. Regardless, it all stems from having a lot of having clout or whatever, being known. So yeah. come with, a lot come with the industry shit. How would you describe your transition then coming into the industry, having to deal with all that shit then? Especially like being recognized while you're out in public. I don't know, but I feel like, I feel like everybody in the industry, they, they, when they come in or whatever be going smooth and shit, and then they, something happened, they controversy happen. They get hit or uh, some type of shit, you feel me? Like they get into it with somebody else, some type of shit happen or I don't know, so. Right now, I'm gonna say my transition to the industry been smooth. Everybody been fucking with me. Everybody been showing like love. Like they show love everywhere I go. I get love. You feel me? I ain't never went nowhere and just people just want fucking with me. Like everybody just a- attracted my energy. So 
Uh, I say right now the industry been smooth and coming in, but shit, I'm 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 still I'm still in in pamper. Yeah, I think so. That. You feel me? At what point did you realize you had to get out of Jacksonville? Shit, I realized I had to get out of Jacksonville. I'm not the one who realized I had to get out of Jacksonville. I ain't gonna lie. I was I came home and. I already knew that I was gonna leave, you feel me? Eventually, but uh, Ace and Mark, they was telling me like, I need to leave now. You feel me? Cause if I, cause everybody felt like if I ain't leave instantly, I wasn't gonna wanna leave. I was gonna come out and I was gonna like how everybody was treating me and everybody fuck with me and shit, so. But, nah, yeah, so they told me I need to leave now, so. I got out October 1st, and October 3rd, I moved to Houston. Oh, shit. You was going right away. Hell, yeah. Nah, that was probably a wise decision, too. So how do you, um, you know, how would you compare living in Houston to Jacksonville? Shit, lovely, huh? Houston way better. <laughs> Houston way better. Houston, Houston just got, like, I don't know. I like how it, it feel like it's so diverse to me. You feel me? But Jacksonville might just feel regular because I grew cause I grew up there, you feel me? But Houston feels so different. The people they just they they chilling, they nice. Everybody in Jacksonville be walking around stuck up like they got an issue, like they got a, a chip on their shoulder or some shit. Like it's just a mm-hmm. I love it. It's 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 a good place. We got a lot of a lot of good shit going up, but at the same time that shit could get like down. That shit have you down, but Houston straight though for real. I fuck with Houston. Yeah. That's a big ass city too, man. For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about this sleazy flow, man. So what was this session like with you and Ace, man? Did you guys say, all right, we just gonna turn up on this shit or did bruh, it just come organically? Bruh, what happened? Listen, actually the day before I was at Ace House. The day before I went to Ace House. And I was at Ace House and shit. He was like, bro, come in the studio. You feel me? Got a studio in this shit. He was like, come in the studio and we need to do that sleazy beat. I had been playing sleazy song though, like, <laughs> like before I went down on TikTok and shit. All us, we been fucking with, bro, you feel me? So we was already playing his shit around the house and shit, like when we sliding and all this type of shit. So we already playing, bro, shit. Ace just came to me one day and was like, bro, we need to do this. Like, this shit gonna be big. Like, we need to do this. We need to do this before, before somebody else do this. You feel me? Nobody ain't made their remix yet. And at least shit ain't dropped yet. None of that shit ain't, nobody shit ain't dropped yet. You feel me? So, shit, Ace came to me and told me, so we in the studio and we, and we vibing to it and shit, and we about to start making shit. And I told him like, nah, bro, we need to just go to the studio and just say it, like how we feel. Like, don't even write or think about what we gonna say, just go in there and just say it, how, how we feeling. So shit. What studio session for the next day, and we went out there, linked up, and yeah, that shit. Y'all see what came out? Yeah. Did you expect to go viral like it did? <laughs> He's like, I knew. We knew what it was gonna be because shit. We knew it was it was both us. The first time we linked on who gonna slide it, it, it went dumb. Yeah. On on my page when I first came home, so we knew that us linking again, boom, together, especially on some shit like that where we just talking that shit. You know what it is. That should be going crazy. You got shot that in Jacksonville? Nah, I shot that uh, from where I'm from, Alabama. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. What city are you from in Alabama? Blindville, Alabama. Where the hell is that at? 
<laughs> tell you that what I'm saying. That bitch so little, you ain't on the website, bro. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this new single, man, Born to Be Free. So what was your inspiration going on that one, man? My inspiration on Born to Be Free, like, I was just, I was just in the studio one day. I was in a, like, I was in a dolo. I think I was. I, th I think I was in a dolo, and I was just feeling it, like, I cut the beat on. I had been listening to that beat probably for two weeks. I had already been playing the beat probably two weeks. I had to record the other songs and played that beat numerous times in the studio. I played the beat over the weeks and I'm, and I'm telling everybody like, bro, look at this sample, bro. Like, I fuck with this shit. Listen to what she's saying. I fuck with this shit. I was like, bro, I'm gonna make some, I'm gonna make some raw shit on her. I'm gonna make some shit like, about like, the past. Like, I kept telling everybody I like, so I made some shit about like, memories and the past and shit. So, shit, I just got in there and I punched that in. I ain't writing none of that. I just, I just punched that in. All that shit came from, like me. I just, then I got in my zone because now I'm, I'm, I'm remembering everything and I'm feeling it, and it came out. It's, it's a great song. Yeah, oh, that shit hard. And uh, you mentioned at the beginning, like not having any regrets either. Yeah, I don't regret nothing. Like I don't regret nothing. If, if, if they took me back to the, to the same day, the same time, and I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have changed it. Because where I'm at now, that's that's perfect. Yeah, it's like so part what, of the journey. What if I change something back then? I fuck this up. Hell no, nah. leave it. I'm I redo it. I go through it again. All right. So you working on like a new project, like an EP mixtape right now? Or? Uh, right now, I'm in the process of setting up a release for my new single, Bang That Heat. Okay. But overall, though, I do got a a tape on the way. My take gonna be born to be free as well, so mm. I'ma really be like, kind of giving them, just like what I gave them. I'm born to be free. I'ma get them the whole bike store. I'ma really make people feel this shit, cause I feel like they see me and they know who that is, but they don't really know like who I'm is. So I'ma just really give everybody a chance to really like learn me for what I'm is. Yeah, kind of just growing out the drill music, yeah. then kind of get more personal. But I mean, shit, even in the drill music, that's on born to be free. Just the whole born to be free is gonna be like real life story like showing y'all real events and shit like that yeah. so i might i might put some drill shit on there i might put some shit some church shit on there but it's all gonna be related to like shit how far i, I done came you feel me no understood plan to put any features on the on the tape then yeah for sure i'm gonna have a lot of features i can't tell y'all who names though but i'm gonna have <laughs> some big features on there all right what about producer wise who you've been working with lately Producer-wise, like I said, bro, I done tapped in with so many great producers lately, bro. Like, of course, you know, I got my own team, bro. I got, I got, I got my own team that I've been fucking with. I got Zesty, I got Shout, you feel me? <laughs> I got Zesty, I got Shout. Um, I've been fucking with a lot of big producers too. Cashman AP, okay. Keo, Big Head. Uh, like I said, I was just tapped in with Buddha yesterday, shit like that. So I got I got shit swinging. I just been I, I I really been like in tune with this shit. I really been tapped in with everybody. Yeah, some big names, man. That's good. All right, so you still independent right now? What's your label situation? I mean, uh, I was independent for a while after, after I came home, but shit, I had done find a situation that was good for me. I signed to an independent label called Encore. You feel me? Started your joy, Mandel. Okay. Yeah. 
So what's it like having a team behind you, man, having a label behind you? Man? It's really, it's really great. It's really great. I ain't gonna lie, like, it's, 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 it's a great team. We got a lot of shit going, like, we all know, we all know what we're doing, so, you feel me? It's mastermind. So what's some of your goals for the rest of 2022, man? What are you trying to accomplish? My goals for 2022, I'm really trying to tap in like other people's lanes. You feel me? I've been, I've been tapped in different regions. I ain't gonna speak on specifics and shit, but I've been fucking with, I've been fucking with New York heavy. I'm tapped in up there. I got some shit going up there. I've been fucking with London. Oh, really? I got some shit. I, I got a couple things going out there that I'm setting up in the works. I mean, shit. I'm really just, what was the question? Goals for 2020. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really just expanding this shit. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be worldwide with this shit. I'm finna make this shit, you feel me? No hospital, no hospital GMK. <laughs> nah, that's hard right there. Big things in the world, yeah. man. What's the advice you would share to the new generation coming up right now? As rappers? Or as just in general? Yeah, just in general. To the new generation coming up, bro, I want y'all to take it easy on y'all self because y'all not wrong, bro. Every, anytime y'all, listen, just because you do wrong don't make you wrong because it's right to do wrong sometimes. You got to learn from it. So I say shit, take it easy on yourself, bro. Don't let nobody be all down your neck by some shit you done did. That shit ain't mm, mm, nothing, bro. Be you and shit. When you be yourself, you're going to find what's for you. Solid advice right there, man. For real. All right, you got any shout-outs you like to give before we wrap it up here? Shout-out to Game. Shout-out NHG. Shout-out Bro Them Free Crazy, Free Queso, Free Leo, Free The Guys. Rest up, Doug. Free Lil D. You feel me? Shit, free everybody out of that chain game. Sliding in like one car, riding with like two glitches. All them niggas on one block, every time we slide through, we hit. Blow, blow, blow. That's a semi with a new fit. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.